This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. We go to Germany to speak to whom exactly? Well, to Professor Dion Foster, Head of the Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the Director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. Here he is. He's not lonely because we are keeping him company now. Morning, Dion. Guten Morgen, mein Freund. Wie geht's? <laughs> Alles gut, danke. <laughs> uh, so, um, are you going to flex your German muscle there, your language muscle a little bit? Brad, for the last two days, I've been sitting in a conference uh, at the Humboldt University where everything is just German. So, uh, so it's it's yeah. It, I mean, understanding is is not too much of a problem, but uh, when I have to speak and ask questions or answer questions, that's when my vocabulary runs out rather quickly. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm practicing my German. Let's put it that way. But fortunately, I mean, most people speak English far better than I speak German, so that helps a great deal. I'd imagine you at least have that. And worst comes to worst, you've got Google Translate, so you can just hold on a moment and then hold your phone closer <laughs> to the microphone. <laughs> I've done that a few times. I've done that a few times. Sure. So uh, we've we've got a really good conversation this morning. Anyway, I always love chatting to you, but this is a goodie this morning. Discovering true freedom. I don't think half of us know what that really means. We don't feel free, even though we're told we are free. Brad, you know, it's it's it, it is one of the 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 sort of central uh, claims of Christianity that uh, when we are in Christ, we are free indeed. And I, I think that there's a great deal of of truth in that. Of course, the the challenge is that uh, so few of us understand what what that entails. Now, this week I've been reading um, from uh, the letter to the Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, and uh, particularly verses uh, 1 to 18. And then uh, again from Hebrews chapter 12, there's a, a beautiful little section. Now, just to say the, the whole of the letter of the, to the Hebrews was intended to, to write to Christians who were facing persecution. And these were what today probably we would call messianic uh, believers. They mm. were were Jews who believed that Jesus was the Messiah. And because of that belief, they were facing persecution of two kinds. Uh, the Roman authorities persecuted them because particularly after the um, the fire of Rome, um, there was a great deal of, of suspicion of Christians. They were believed to be a sort of, you know, weird political sect that didn't want money, that didn't want power, you know, yeah. all of these countercultural <laughs> things. And then, of course, these Messianic Jews uh, they were kicked out of the synagogue, so their place of of spiritual belonging, their place of social identity, because you know the other Jews said, "Well, we don't believe the Messiah has come," and they said, "We believe Jesus is the Messiah." So they were facing persecution on two fronts, and it seems that what was happening, um, what the letter to the Hebrews is trying to address, is to say to people, "Don't give up on your faith in Jesus. Don't don't let your fear." of either political persecution or your fear that, you know, the people who you love and care for might not love you in the same way. Don't let that draw you away from Jesus. And um, part of the the argument that that the writer to, to the Hebrews makes, we find there in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, where it says, fix your eyes on Jesus, who is both the author and the perfecter of your faith. Now, that's a very, very important thing, I think, for us to hold on to as Christians, because, Brad, let's be honest, um, even though our circumstances may be different from those of, of the Christians in, in the Hebrews, we also face these pressures, you know, whether they're yes. economic pressures, whether they're emotional pressures, whether they're political pressures, you know, whether it's our culture, whether it's the media, whatever it is, 
that tries to, to, to create the sense of fear in us, distrust certain people, be afraid for our future. And here Jesus is, he's saying, fix your eyes on me because I am not only the author of your salvation, I'm not only the one who, who originates it, who will save you. None of these other things can save you. I'm the one who can save you, but I'm also the one who will perfect your salvation, who, mm. will, who will show you not only what salvation is, but what it means to live the saved life. Now, Brad, if I can give just one little illustration of yeah. this. Um, for me, the, one of the ways in which I've really experienced this, obviously in an imperfect way, but but in a in a real sense, is in my marriage to Megan. You know, the the closer we grow to one another, the more we love each other, the more we we experience the reality of of our love for one another, the greater freedom we have with each other. We can be more honest, uh, we can be more open, we can be more authentic, we can also be more trusting, we can be more forgiving, we can be more understanding in our relationship with one another, because all of it is built on this fixing our gaze, our love upon one another. So Brad, I guess that's that's my, my uh, you know, sort of focus uh, for this week is once again, just to cultivate that intimacy with Jesus, to say, Lord, I want to keep my eyes fixed on you and not on anything else. I want to walk by faith and not by sight. And and in doing so, I I, I want to I want to find the, the truest freedom that can come because you're both the author and perfecter of that freedom. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I was thinking now as you, you were talking, we shared in the Bible quiz this morning as we do every Thursday, particularly around about Jacob and and yes. how and how despite all of his sinfulness, I think this was part of the conversation, was despite his sinfulness. And despite how he had lied to his parents and his brother and he'd stolen the, the, the birthright and the blessing and everyone knows the story, but for God still to say, oh, by the way, I I'm, I'm still need to use you. Uh, I think we look at our own lives and I think we limit our ability to live free because we spend so much time looking back at the people that we were or the things that we're struggling with. And we think we will never be free because we, I don't know, we're waiting to be perfect or to be everything that we imagine we ought to be before God will truly have an intimate relationship with us. So we, we almost don't open ourselves up enough to God to have that freedom because we're so hung up on the things that we're not getting right. Do you think that's yeah. something that we struggle with? Brad, absolutely. I mean, I've struggled with it myself throughout my life. You know, I, I tend to, to to have fairly high standards for myself yeah. you know, in terms of morality and in terms of faith and in terms of of love for others and and obedience to to Christ's will, and I often beat myself up about the things that I can't do. When I, I think God looks at me and says, "Hey, Dion, you know, stop majoring in the minors, stop focusing on the things that you can't do, and and just get in love with me." You know, yeah. we'll we'll figure that out. You know, it's 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 almost like you know we don't take seriously you know the, the words of Jesus. You know, when he says, you know, if, if you fix your eyes on me. All of these other things in the world will, will come, you know, they'll they'll come to pass and, and you know, some of them won't matter and the ones that will matter will get worked out, but just keep your eyes focused on me. And of course, Brad, that does take, it takes the kind of commitment and love, the attention, the energy, the the listening, the patience, the the longing to know that that any relationship requires. Yeah, and yet in, you're not going to have an intimate relationship with your spouse passing each other in the passage once a week. Um. <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh Dion, thank you so much love having these chats with you and thanks for your time uh, what you're up to today we, we're poking our nose into your business sorry but uh, we yeah. always, we're always so, curious as to what you're up to today i have a today and tomorrow i've got a doctoral seminar with some german uh, doctoral students and then uh, off to the airport next week i'm in in cambridge uh-huh 
for a conference there uh, just until Wednesday and then back to Berlin on Thursday again. We're very fascinated by all the things you get up to. Thanks for sharing it with us and thanks for sharing some time with us. Have a really great Thursday. Thanks, my friend. Many blessings. Bye-bye then. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.